Welcome back to The Naked Connection. This is the show that helps motivated men build deeper connections and have better communication and sex. What's up? It's Kirsten and I recently had a listener share a question on a really important topic. He had been with a girl for a really long time and she came up to him one day and said that she wanted to try something different in the bedroom. And he just wasn't really open to her suggestions, wasn't really open to what she wanted to do in the moment. And his question was, how can we be more open to people's desires? And also when someone shares a desire or feedback to not take it as criticism. So no one wants to be told, this isn't really doing it for me. However, how do we navigate these types of conversations? Because they're really hard. So this episode is for anyone that wants to learn how to communicate an intimate desire without feeling judged, without hurting someone's feelings, or to be able to respond effectively when someone comes to you talking about something that maybe you're not open to, or maybe that you might be open to, but you're not sure yet. If that resonates with you at all, which I have a feeling it does, let's get into it. I feel you when it comes to the awkwardness around putting your sexual desires out there. Asking for what you want in bed can feel super uncomfortable, even when it's with someone that you've been with for a while. I actually think that sometimes it can be even harder when it's someone that you've been in a relationship with for a while. One, you have a routine moving, you have like the same kinds of things that you probably generally do together. And maybe if those aren't doing it for you anymore, you don't want to come across like, Every single time you've been together, it has been great. Or maybe because you know this person so well and you want to bring up like a really different type of desire, there's a fear of being judged in that. Or there's a fear that they're never going to look at you the same way. The truth is, honest conversations about sex can totally transform your relationship when they're done with empathy, with care and with consideration. And it creates so much more trust and yes, so much more juicy passion and connection when you can talk about these things. So we got to get past the weirdness that's blocking you from that deeper intimacy and connection and the type of sex that you want to have. And that's why in today's episode, we're going to break down some communication tips to candidly share your sexual desires without having that judgment. Okay, first, let's keep it real about why this is so hard for people because I think that when we understand why it's hard to ask for what we want or why it's hard to have these types of conversations in the first place, it makes it a lot easier to actually do them. I often think about that if you can't talk about it, you shouldn't do it. A lot of the times we get into an intimate encounter and a lot of a lot of the times you might get into an intimate encounter and you've never even had a conversation about sex with this person before. And suddenly you're in the midst and the throes of it. And because that communication wasn't had, there wasn't a foundation laid for what intimacy looks like for either of you. You're kind of like fumbling your way through the experience. And that isn't as expansive and and pleasurable as it possibly could be. Talking about erotic desires, it really hits at the most personal vulnerable, requiring stuff for any human. It's a desire that you have. It might be taboo. It's in the space of sex. It's intimate. 
It's with your body. It's with your mind. It's with your like soul. It's with all of you. Combining that with this reality that really social programming often says that just sex in general is taboo, right? Let alone a different desire. People naturally see fear and rejection. And also, I also think a huge part of this is that we actually lack examples of how to communicate effectively on it, right? Like I doubt that your mom and dad sat you down and was like, son, this is how you bring up a sexual desire in a relationship. That just wasn't happening. And if it was like props to your mom and dad, you're probably doing well. Uh, so depending, I think also on the culture that you grew up in, you literally likely learn that sex should only happen in a certain way for a certain reason in a certain context. Desiring anything outside of that was likely put in a lens or a box of shame. And that's just the reality of it. So we're going to freaking bust out of that box right now. I think that we're really in a lot of ways made to feel like pervs or like horn dogs or something for even having creative fantasies or pleasures that we want to explore. Also, I just want to say this. If you want to have the most vanilla defined intimacy of your life, that's beautiful. And I also think that that in and of itself is something that people feel shame for, they feel rejected for. And oh my gosh, a friend of mine recently said this and it was so epic. She goes, you know what? Vanilla ice cream, vanilla goes with literally every single dessert that exists. And I love that because it's so true. I think people think, oh, if you're just looking for something vanilla, then like you're boring or you're not interesting enough, or there's a lackness in that as well. So there's these two sides of the spectrum. And I think that if we can learn how to communicate through them, we'll be in such a better place. Compounding all of this, right? We're all sensitive beings in some way, shape, or form about others' judgment of our character of our sexual performance, of our sexual desires. And it's really hard if our sexual interests don't align with somebody. But I want to sprinkle in this thought as well is that the more you can have conversations about intimacy in the beginning stages of a relationship, the more you're going to understand whether you're aligned or not. Sex is such a huge part of an intimate relationship. So you want to know if you're aligned. You know, a lot of the times when people are looking at their lists of whether they should be in a relationship with someone or not, there's these like contexts of, well, how do they look? Am I attracted to them? How socially are we aligned? Do, are we interested in the same activities and lifestyles? Do we like have the same thoughts about money? And so all of this other stuff is floating around. And one of the most important parts of a romantic connection is you're having sex with this person. So from the beginning, also exploring and understanding, are we sexually aligned? Are we sexually compatible? You might be worried that she'll see you differently if you suggest something that's unconventional that turns you on. You know, even with a super experimental partner, concerns about damaging that relationship can creep in if you're thinking that you're too quote unquote out there in some way for them. It's totally possible to move through these blocks and we're going to get into a couple of different ways as to how you can communicate what you really want in sex, and also communicate effectively what you don't want in sex. I think both are super, super important. So let's get into it. The first thing that I want to share when you're ever having any kind of conversation about this is that the environment is so key. It's like the set and setting of sex is important in a lot of different ways. And so is the set and setting of talking about sex. This means then creating space for 
really an unrushed dialogue. You want to, you don't want to feel like you have to get through this in five minutes. So making sure that you have the time and the space to actually enter into a conversation about it. You want to wait until there's a calm moment where you're both relaxed together rather than jumping into it when you're irritated after an argument or maybe right after sex, you're like, oh, I'm frustrated. I want to share what I actually want. Or I'm really frustrated because like, I'm not getting what I want out of this. It can be really hard to do that when you're both lying in bed naked and you've just had sex. I always like to say to have conversations about sex when you are not about to have sex or just finished having sex. Intimacy of all kinds really happens most effectively when we're in a parasympathetic state. So when you're in that rest and digest state versus in a stressed fight or flight sympathetic state. So you really actually want to connect with your nervous system before you enter into conversation like this and calm yourself down. So this could look like chatting over a glass of wine on the couch, having a cup of coffee in the morning when you don't have to rush off to work. You don't want to do it when you're like fighting in the car or when you're on the phone or when someone has to be somewhere in 10 minutes and you're like, hey, by the way, I want to do this. And they're like, uh, uh, okay, well, I can't even process that right now because I got to get out the door. Making sure that you have enough space and time and that you are both really calm and collected and cool and chillin'. You also want to have privacy from distractions. I want to pause for a sec because you might be listening and you're thinking, wow, this is all really obvious, but the number of times that I have known people to have entered into conversations about sex that do not follow any of these suggestions, it's usually problematic. So friendly reminders, you know? So you always want to be have privacy from distractions, from other opinions and judgments. So make it a safe and sacred space for you to openly share yourself without fear of like, what Aunt Jemima across the hall might think. What If you're like out in public having this conversation, which I love, I love the idea of being able to talk about sex in public. You know, some if you're doing it at the beach next to a family with some 10-year-old little homies, probably maybe... <laughs> maybe try it somewhere else. So have this conversation at a time when you know it it won't lead to sex. I know I already said that, but if you have a little bit of space in the morning before you go to work or maybe an hour before the kids come home, the reason why I, I share this piece is because it really ensures that sex isn't on the table when you're talking about sex. Plus, it builds your desire, right? Like if you start sharing this like intimate desire that you've been like really secretly wanting to do with somebody and they are on board with it. Ooh, you do that in the morning. By the end of the day, you guys are both going to be ready and excited to explore it, right? And so that can actually make the experience tenfold better. And that's really freaking fun. Those are some thoughts about the type of environment when you want to have these conversations, laying the foundation of how to set this up. Next, you want to start this conversation like we're just going to shit sandwich this thing okay we're going to lead with positivity we all know critical demanding language puts people in super defensive state so if you're coming to your partner because you aren't liking the way that they're doing something in bed with you maybe you're coming to your partner because you don't like the way that she gives you head coming in a really critical and demanding space is just going to cause her to shut down you want to tell your partner something that you currently appreciate about them 
or the relationship first, and then use encouraging language that actually focuses on working together, it's not accusatory. Okay, let's use the the blowjob example. So let's say that you're like, you know what? I really don't like when you barely put my cock in your mouth. I need you to do it differently. That's going to instantly cause her to just shut down and feel horrible and be embarrassed. So you could say something like, hey, I really love the connection that you and I have, and I would really enjoy it if you took more of me inside of you when you were giving me a blowjob. I think it would feel so good. So it's more of an invitation rather than an insistence. It's like, let's talk about this. Let's explore this. So that you have a fantasy and you want to have a golden shower, okay? What if you said, hey, it would be really fun. I know this might be out there, but I'm just throwing it out. I think it would be really fun if we tried a golden shower. What do you think about that? How do you feel about that? And this is something important that I want to share in in a form of communication because I just did it. If you're a dude listening and you're talking to a a woman, at the end of that, you actually want to say, how do you feel about that? So if you're like, hey, it would be really fun if we tried me tying you up. How do you feel about that? Now, if you're a girl listening and you're going to share something with a guy, you actually want to follow it up with, what would you think? So, hey, I think it would be really fun if you tied me up. What do you think about that? This is a very psychological thing, but it makes such a big difference. So men, women are like really, really more connected to how things make them feel. And men are more connected with how things make them think. If you are sitting there and you say to a girl, hey, what do you think about that? Honestly, she's probably going to connect with a sensation or a feeling. And If you're a girl and you're turning to a guy and say, how do you feel about that? It's going to be harder for him to answer that than it would be for him to answer what do you think about that. So we want to make it shared in a language that really connects with them. So totally try this out. And this isn't just for talking about sex. This is for talking about literally anything. Consider that. So really starting off coming from a place of appreciation, coming from we language and I language, not you language. And staying focused on the want, on the desire, not the past grievances. We're looking forward. We ain't looking back. This is not a history lesson. We're looking forward into the future. We're going into the future. We're hopping in the DeLorean. We're traveling through time. So focus on your want, not the past grievances that you aren't happy about. Suggest rather than demand and really inspire your partner to meet your requests. Don't back them into a corner. Like you really want to inspire them into this state. And this isn't to manipulate them into doing what you want, but it's to explore and address how this could be like really why you want what you want. I think that's part of it of saying, you know, I get really turned on and I get really excited by the thought of now I'm going to the thought of, let's say tying somebody up. I get really excited about the thought of tying you up. There's something about that that just makes me really desire you more than I ever thought I would have. Something like that. Sharing that language gives more context to the why. Because I think if someone is like iffy about something, we'll get into this in a little bit more about like if you don't want to do something, but by sharing more of the why behind the want, they'll have a better understanding of what it is that you're really looking for. And you might as well. So you might recognize like, oh, the reason I want to explore you tying me up is because I actually want to explore being in a more submissive role in sex and see what that feels like. Because maybe she doesn't want to tie you up, but maybe she's like down to be more dominant. 
So like there you there would be some sort of compromise in the exploration and you now have a better understanding of what your desire actually is coming coming from like the root of it. Consider that. You want to discuss your desires without taking reaction personally. This is so hard, but it is so important. So explain up front that sharing intimate interests is really meant to provide insight. It's not to judge someone's character or shortcomings. And I think that if you are having a conversation like this for the first time, or maybe you're having a conversation where for the first time you're actually sharing something that is a little bit beyond what you are worried they might be interested in, starting the conversation by saying, hey, and actually just naming it. I'm worried about being judged if I share this desire that I have. When you name things like that, now it's on the table. And you want to make these combos clear to help you understand and care for each other better through being radically honest, through telling the truth. Because this is the deal. Look, at the end of the day, if you share a true deep desire that you have and your partner is like, that is a hard no, I'm out, like they're done, probably not your person, you know, they probably aren't aligned with you in other places as well. Because I really think that our intimate lives, our sex lives directly relate to the rest of our life. You know, there's a little give and take in that, but if they are so adverse, probably not for you. And and I'm going to say this, I would be willing to bet so much money that whatever it is that you're asking for, that the reaction that you're afraid will happen will not actually happen. It's possible. You should try it. Being honest and truthful with yourself, and this is just a this is like a therapy thought here, you guys. If you are holding back the truth of who you are because you're afraid that it will not be well received by the other person, that means that you're putting the other person's truth above your own. And I don't want that for you. I really don't. The thing is, is if you aren't allowing your truth to come out, that other person is probably gonna consciously or subconsciously feel that. So now there's this like lack of, there's this like weirdness that no one can put their finger on. Be truthful with what it is that you really desire and you might be pleasantly surprised or you might find out that by sharing your desires, they have other desires or maybe that maybe they're not quite there with what you're asking for, but they're open to these other things. And you're like, that's great. There's such space here to create. It's really magical moments, okay, you guys? <laughs> um, ask your partner to listen and say, hey, let's open up a conversation about talking about some of maybe what could be our weirdest desires. Like, I want to know, like, what freaky thing do you want? Or like, I want to know what am I doing that I could be doing better or differently? Just coming from that place of being like, how can we make our sex better than it is right now? And this is a thing. Instead of being like my sex, your sex, be like our sex, taking it off of the me and the you and making it an us. How can we expand our sex? How can we make intimacy better for us? Because I think sometimes when we come to someone and we're like, hey, I want you to do this, or I need this to start happening, or this is something that I want, it starts to be more you enter immediately into this back and forth of like who's winning this conversation as opposed to being like, hey, I want our sex to expand. I want our intimacy 
to grow deeper, to be more colorful, to, to be all of these things. Let's talk about that. And just make it a conversation like, oh, I've been curious about trying this. I've been curious about that. You know what? I actually find that I really enjoy having classic lovemaking, like whatever it is. And then all of a sudden you're throwing out ideas, like you're in some sort of business meeting, like throwing things up on the wall and seeing what sticks. And now all of a sudden it isn't so much about like my desires versus your desires. It's like, what can we create together that would be super freaking awesome? Along the way, remind them and remind yourself that desires are not expectations and compromises may need to be made once all of the cards are on the table. So you've had this conversation, you've thrown it all out there, and now you get to come back and be like, these are both yeses for us, these are both noes for us. If anything comes up, choosing to commit to examining it from a non-defensive space before responding. So with all of that said, however your partner reacts at first doesn't automatically mean that they're incompatible. Let's say that you share that you have a foot fetish and that you want hand jobs with your feet. I don't, I'm just throwing stuff out here, you guys. So let's say that that's your desire. And they come and they kind of make a face like, what the fuck? I did not know that was what you were into. Be patient. Keep discussing the desire over multiple talks. This doesn't have to be a one conversation and done, right? These combos go a lot easier and they're more beneficial over time because the awkwardness and that fear of judgment is going to dissipate. And I've had a, a lot of couples that I know have had a lot of success when they just have a set meeting, let's say like once a month, where it's like the first of the month is, hey, let's talk about sex. Let's have this is our this is our day to have a combo about sex. So it's more like you know that it's coming and you're like, oh, you know what I want to try is this. Ooh, you know what I want that I think we should explore this one. That. So then it's like less of I have this really heavy conversation that I somehow need to broach the topic on. Like, no, you're like, oh, it's the first of the month we're doing it. Know that these conversations get easier the more often that you have them. Going back to the the first piece about this is that in the first time that you share something, they might need to process it. Like they might need time to actually sit with it. And this is the other thing. They might have not have ever even for one second thought about whether that was actually something that they're interested in. And now they're going back to the table and thinking about it. So give them that space. And if you're the one that receives something, you're like, ooh, mm, I don't know about that. <laughs> you could say, hey, I don't know how I feel about that. Or I don't know what I think about that yet. Mm, let's Let's table that. I'll get back to you the next time we have a combo about this, or I'm going to think about it for a few days. Just saying that to each other is really important. So going back to the example that sparked this whole entire episode um, where the man wasn't interested in what she had to say and didn't really respond in the way that he had wanted to in the moment. And this is like a long time ago for him, but in that moment, perhaps being like, hey, I hadn't considered this before. It just kind of surprised me a little bit. I love to hear that you're exploratory in different ways. I'm going to think on this and I'm going to just allow a little space to see how I actually feel or what I actually think about it, right? Like just naming that. I think it's a lot easier if we just name it or even just saying, hey, whoa, I'm really surprised right now. I need a little time. And then coming back. If you are the person that your partner or whoever you're exploring sex with has come to you and they have said, hey, I want to try this. And immediately you're like, knee-jerk reaction, hard no, that grossed me out. Like, I can't believe that you're into whatever your initial reaction is. 
do what you can to take a breath and you can say, my initial reaction is that doesn't seem like something that I would be interested in. I know that we all have different desires in sex and I really appreciate you sharing that with me. You can, and and this is the thing is, do not ever at any point in time abandon what is true for you in order to make someone else happy. Because at the end of the day, if you're saying yes to something that you do not want, not only are you leaving yourself behind, you're not being respectful to yourself, but like to be honest, you're not really giving your partner what they actually want. Because if you've ever been in a dynamic or a situation where you can tell that someone's doing something just because they know that you want to do it, it doesn't really feel that good. It's not really that great, right? There's that like hint of, oh, they're just doing this because they have to. And that doesn't feel good. And that's not just for sex. That's for like anything in life, right? By staying in that loop, you're kind of, you're both really, you're, you're, it's, it's hurting both of you. And we do not want sex to be that way. So like speaking clearly, saying, you know, I know myself and that's going to be a no for me, but I appreciate you feeling comfortable and sharing that with me. We all have different desires and it helps me understand you better to hear what you're interested in. That's a really great way. I'm like, write it down, everybody, write it down. That's a, I can, I can go back and listen and write down what I just said, if it's helpful and put it in the show notes, but just thinking about how to communicate What's a no and the importance of like, yes, it should be a no. And you know what? If someone asks for something and you feel like bad on yourself for not being into it, no, we're not doing that, you guys. We're not doing that. If someone wants you to like hang them upside down, <laughs> like some girls like hang me upside down and eat my pussy out for an hour and you're like, that is a hard no for me. Let's stick to that. Let's stick to what's true for us, okay? Now, Let's say that someone comes to you and they're providing feedback. Maybe it's not necessarily sounding like it's in the place of a desire. Maybe they haven't listened to this podcast episode and they are coming to you saying, you're not doing this good. I need this to change. I need that to change. It can be really a hard pill to swallow and really painful to hear that. If this is something that happens, you're going to be a freaking awesome partner. You're going to be an amazing person. And you're going to pause and recognize that this person is trying to communicate a desire and that they're trying to ask for better sex with you. It's really important. They want to have more sex with you and they're trying to communicate that they actually want to keep having sex with you and they're trying to tell you how to do that. So first, In some ways, we can get creative here and actually view this as a compliment, as them saying, hey, I'm not happy with this. Let's fix it. Underneath the tone and the delivery and the vocabulary that's being used, we're assuming in this moment that this is a healthy person in a healthy relationship and that them coming to you is in this way is not harassing or or unhealthy or toxic. Okay. So they're coming to you. And they're sharing this. It's really because they want things to be better and they just don't know how to communicate. So first consider that, like feel into and think about whether that is true for you in this moment. And also recognize every woman is completely different and the way, and every man is too, the way that we want to experience pleasure and the way that we're able to experience pleasure is so different. 
So if someone is coming to you and they're saying, they're giving you feedback, they're sharing something that they want different, that they need changed, whatever it is, just know that maybe you perfected the recipe with your prior partners, but this one's just a little different and you haven't figured it out yet. And that is completely okay. So also know that. And think about a time in your life when you have received criticism or feedback and it's stung in the moment. This could even be like a work experience. Like your boss gives you feedback and it hurts because you think you're doing a good job and they tell you that really there's a part of your performance that's really lacking. It, it hurts at first and then you have an opportunity. They just told you exactly what they wanted. And if it's something that you're interested in doing, you now know exactly what to do. So this is a huge opportunity. Knowing that they're actually trying to tell you that they want to have more sex with you, knowing that every person is different and every person changes over time. Sure, maybe maybe they wanted something a certain way for a while and now they've shifted and they're more exploring this. That is change is a part of life. And the more that we can learn how to accept change and accept people in their state of change, the easier things become. And also remembering that this is an opportunity for you. This is an amazing opportunity for you to become an even more extraordinary lover. I hope that this has been helpful. I hope that I've given you some nuggets of information on how to communicate about your desires, how to ask for what you want, how to politely and kindly decline what you don't want and how to step into communication and conversation about sex in a way that brings you closer together that doesn't push you further apart because sex is great y'all trust me there are so many benefits when you can discuss sex candidly without feeling like you have to walk on eggshells or worry about being judged You got this, you guys. Thank you so much. I've had a ton of fun diving into this topic today. And if you have any questions or topics that you want me to explore, please, please, please send them my way. Uh, You can DM me on the gram at Naked Connection. You got this. You've got this. Step into that next conversation. I want to hear you sharing, sharing those desires. Until next time, let's get after it. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of The Naked Connection. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss another episode. Trust me on this, your sex life and that special someone in your life will thank you for it. And if you really love the show, please take a moment and leave a five-star review or a written review and let me know what you think. It would mean so much to me and this show. Until next time, happy connecting.